Welcome to Rising Stars, where Miriam Knight, publisher of New Consciousness Review, interviews exciting new voices in the world of progressive and transformational books, films, and ideas who offer intriguing perspectives on life, the universe, and everything in between. Join us as we celebrate the conscious awakening and explore many expressions of consciousness in action. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rising Stars Show. I'm Miriam Knight, the publisher of New Consciousness Review, a website and magazine where we review many of the books and films contributing to the global shift in consciousness. Here on Rising Stars, we celebrate some of the best transformational writers you may not have heard about yet. It will, I will be introducing you to two or three of these authors each show, and I think and I hope you'll find their perspectives as intriguing as I do, and that they might add just a few more pieces to the puzzle of who we are and all we can become. My first guest today is Sandra Sneed. She is the author of What to Do When You're Dead, A Former Atheist Interviews the Source of Infinite Being. Her mission is to reveal the great being that we call God, which she sells, dwells with in every cell of the universe. Her work creates a growing following, and she joins us today after 30 days on the road. Sandra's new life as an author, speaker, and soul reader comes after a successful career as a writer and a commercial photographer for Price Waterhouse Coopers in New York and Hallmark Cards in her hometown of Kansas City, Missouri. She now calls herself a God scribe, which began with the words, quote, unemployed, it is my assertion, you are employed by me. When those first words first appeared in her journal in 2004, she started taking dictation. And over the course of seven years, she sat down to describe, to scribe what the, her book, What to Do When You're Dead. And I'm so pleased to have her with us today. Welcome, Sandra. Hi, Miriam. Sandra, for those of us who may not be familiar with your work, what started this journey that you're on now as a God scribe? Uh, well, what, what happened was in 2004, I had lost a job I loved and a man I loved, and I was suffering panic attacks from that because it, as anyone who experiences a complete demolition of their identity, you know, the there is an emotional response that happens in the body. And it was so overwhelming that I would go down into the basement and just write, write and write and write. And that seemed to kind of help quell those feelings, those panic, panicky feelings. And I filled up a whole notebook of my lament of my circumstances. And then uh, one day I went down to write again and I opened up a new spiral notebook I had my pencil on the top line and I was about to write, but what what happened without my noticing that my pen was already moving, and when I looked down, what I saw was unemployed. It is my assertion, you are employed by me. And that was a voice within me coming through my pen, and it certainly intrigued me to say the least. And I was an atheist at the time. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, so I 
that that moment sparked a year of solitude where I wound up filling up 10 spiral notebooks, taking dictation from this being that I later came to know as God or the being that we we call God. Um, not the God of religion, but the God of of individual inspiration and experience, individual experience. So I kept these documents a secret for about seven years and a few events that can seem to conspire to tell me it's time to wake up and bring this message to the world that this was not a gift given just to me, that it was actually a gift for me to deliver to the world. And so I sat down to write what later became What to Do When You're Dead, a former atheist interviews the source of infinite being. Um, And I set out to find the right publisher for this work because it is a conversation with this, with this God. So um, finding the right publisher was not, was not easy. And I went through a a number Mm. of rejections, but I, (laughs) I finally pinned down Neil Donald Walsh's publisher, Robert Friedman, who, um, who then published the book. And when that, when the book came out, I had to come out Mm. and. Yeah, that's, that's I, I do. I know Bob Friedman well and Rainbow Ridge Books. They're wonderful. Tell me, a lot of people are starting to come out of the closet, uh, out of the spiritual closet, as you have. I want to know what was it that convinced you personally that you were experiencing something real and that it wasn't just your imagination. Well, that's an excellent question because so many people, like you say, are experiencing phenomena that comes through their imagination. And I have to, while I'm on the road, help to coax and nurture that imagination for them so that they realize that there's no small, the imagination is no small thing. It is from which all life comes, um, the life that we live every day originates in our imagination and the imagination is also from the perspective of the great imaginer that which made life form and so um to say how did i know it wasn't just my imagination is really difficult to uh, to to describe because it did come from my imagination. That's that's where it began. Now, how did I know it wasn't originating from this human experience I'm having? Was I would ask it questions and it would answer my questions with such fine detail that I would have to go to the dictionary, finding the etym- etymology of a word to understand how that word was being used in the context of the answer I was being given to the questions I were asking I was asking. And a lot of times words I would use in that in that dialogue, that scribing dialogue, um, I didn't even knew know I knew. Mm-hmm. And, and so so it was just the extraordinariness of it and certainly the depth of the information and the kinds of answers that came were so different from human logic. They had to come from at least a higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. 
And were were you actually asking questions and receiving answers? You said you were just you were taking dictation. So was the other side initiating topics of discussion as well? Yes, it was both that. A, a lot of the the dialogue had to do with all of these things that were creating panic attacks in me, the identity crisis that I was having. And of course, hearing a voice in your voice in your head or a, a different voice coming out of your pen um, that you're not in control of other than you put the pen on the paper um, can create in itself an identity crisis. There, were, there were certainly was a period where I felt myself going deep into a state of madness um, because I didn't know where this being was in, mm-hmm. in, in the course of my uh, work. It seemed right there within me. It seemed right there in the room and it seemed um, to inhabit the entire universe in my understanding and, and communion with it. So the questions that I asked came from the Sandra part of me and the answers seemed to come from some universal part of me and sometimes those answers went on for page after page after page after page Mm -hmm. so it was a matter of taking dictation initiated by some curiosity on my part now you have taken this on the road actually since your book came out and you give something called source talks uh what But I have heard you say that this is not channeling. Can you describe what you're doing? Yes. So channeling is essentially an individual who is channeling um, in their auric field, within their aura. Another entity is inhabiting that aura in order to communicate with them or communicate through them. And this being that we call God is not some separate entity. It is the entity within which we are. So it is within us and we within it. So it's it's not channeling. It's allowing. I'm allowing this being to work through what is already programmed within my cells as a scribe um, to allow and every human being is as unique as a snowflake when it comes to how the being that is God within them expresses itself. But through me, I chose the life of a scribe before I was born. And uh, so allowing through, which is essentially for me, for a scribe, it's about language, the vibration this great wave of vibration we call God, I express through language. It's a linguistic allowing. Mm-hmm. So other people may express it as a healer or as a, an, a creative artist. Right. Uh, and they're just allowing what is essentially, you know, the, 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 the universal mind, the, the mind of God, of source, to come through them and express through them. Exactly. exactly. Oh, that's such a fascinating uh, concept. I hear, I have been hearing that word allowing so much because we put up our barriers to this. We just don't believe it's real or we don't believe we're worthy. Mm-hmm. How did you get over that uh, feeling of not being worthy? Mm. Gosh, what a beautiful question and what a beautiful moment in a person's life 
when they experience that moment of worthiness because it's it's only possible through self-love and self-love can only occur when you have really tapped into your own perfection what makes you absolutely perfect oh what a gorgeous thought listen sandra we have to take a quick break we're speaking with sandra sneed the author of what to do when you're dead stay with us and we'll be right back Conscious lifestyle to your world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth Radio is conscious living for your soul every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. As difficult as it is to believe, there are places in Africa where human traffickers sell albino children and their body parts for use in magic rituals. Humanity Healing International is actively working in Uganda to change this paradigm. The Albino Rescue Project finds albino children who are at risk and places them in safe schools and environments where they can learn and grow free from fear. To learn more or to sponsor a child, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Matt Connerton here. Join Jen Coffee and I twice a week for Matt Connerton Unleashed, a political talk show that's a little different than what you're used to. No liberal or conservative agenda here, just an honest dialogue about truth and how things really work in the world of politics. Matt Connerton Unleashed, every Tuesday and Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. We are back with my guest, Sandra Sneed, God Scribe. Sandra, we were talking before the break about your source talks, and you recently performed a series of them on the West Coast. Do you have a favorite that you want to tell us about? Well, I, I there were nine of them, and the titles were given to me by... Uh, the great being, and they range from how to walk the talk to um, who are you, what if you're not. Uh, but one of them was entitled Tyrants of the Mind. And in this talk, God is speaking through me, just as, let me back up for a second and just kind of describe what a source talk is. Um, as I am allowing this being to speak through me, I've, wh- how I've done that is to go from a scribing, which is kind of the arm, shoulder, hand, recording in resonance, muscular 
transaction, for lack of a better word. And what I eventually trained myself to do was to move that resonant vibration up through my vocal cords and through my mouth so that I could, at this point in the progress of, of my work, literally stand up on stage with nothing prepared and um, speak, l- allow God to speak through me. And it's very, uh, there's a lot of gesture, there's a lot of characters. Um, my my love of acting in high school is being played out finally uh, in my life <laughs> just by doing these source talks. And in the Tyrants of the Mind talk, um, God spoke about the nature of love, how love can work to bring an individual or two individuals to an expansion of their individuality just by loving that which you are not. So God tells this story about a timid man and uh, a brash and scary woman and how this timid man just wanted to love her. And she's like, I don't need anybody. And eventually she falls in love. And the two of them together, he makes her softer and she makes him stronger. And and then at the end of this talk, God talks about this little lamb and how this little lamb is uh, just wants to do what he wants to do. And then he's programmed by all the other yous. And God said the word um, yous as, and in the story you think of E-W-E-S, but then you also understand it to mean Y-O-U-S. And just the way that, that God worked this beautiful story about this beautiful, precious little lamb that became programmed by all the other yous and didn't, and no longer knew and understood its, its perfection because of that programming. I think that's my favorite one of them. And, and it's called Tyrants of the Mind. And, and in this, God teaches which mind for you to allow within you to be the tyrant, which is the one that dictates to all else and to never allow the use to be the tyrant of your mind. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my favorite one, but they're all really, really good. Mm-hmm. You, you also mentioned before the show started something called the word that signaled time, right? <laughs> One word? Can you tell us what the word is? Oh, yeah. And that was the title of one of the talks, The Word That Signaled Time. And the um, the word is originate. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a verb that recreates itself. It is the God of, of creation recreating itself from the word originate. So every derivative of that word, originate, is calling back to the original. Mm. And the only way for us to really create a life that is of the original is to disengage from everything outside of our perspective, everything outside of us, um, everything in our perceptions of our senses and go within our internal being 
um, to back to the source of the original to discover how we can originate. Mm. That's interesting. I interviewed uh, Glenn Parry a while ago who wrote a book called Original Thinking, and he was using it in the same sense of going back to our origins, going back to our ancient roots. Mm. And if I understand correctly, you're talking about going back to our source of creation, our inner source of creation from which we originate, um, uh, both from which we originate and from as, you know, as a passive sense, but also originating our work in the world and our expression in the world. As an active sense. As an active sense. So that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So... Do you have to prepare, you know, to connect with source or does it just come in? After 11 years of this practice, and it, it really is a daily, at this point in my advancement um, of being a God scribe, I talk to God all day long. But that took years to remember God all day long. Because you can go about being affected by the world around you and quickly forget your internal nature, internal being. If you don't, I had to become media free. I've been media free now for two years or news free for two or three years. Um, I've had to drive long distances without any any music or radio. Um, I've had to learn meditation to quiet my keep my mind quiet every night before I go to bed or before I go to sleep I I have a gratitude prayer where I go through my whole day and involve God in every aspect of it in gratitude so I do a lot to practice my continual communion even yoga and then when I so when I go up on stage, I simply have to prepare by fighting my urge to look at people's faces and interpret their reaction. That's the hard part: is not to allow them to distract me in the course of allowing God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you you are you're the servant of the the originator of the message rather than a performer trying to please the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. It is a performer trying desperately to pre- to please the originator of the <laughs> content, you know. <laughs> right. Do you what do you think is the most important message that God wants you to deliver? You know, God had me um prompt you with that because um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to give people just a little taste of what yes, indeed. that sounds like, what Go a source talk sounds like. And I use, I use the mnemonic device God says in order to put my mind in the God mind. Um, and, and so that's, that's when you'll know that what comes after God says is from this being. Okay. So God says, the most important message that we would like to deliver in a very clear and concise way 
is the message of perfection. How individuals who are constantly seeking to identify themselves in the way of the world are actually damaging the perfection that they were born with. And they damage it because they use other people as a judge to whom they are. And if they instead use this condition of all is perfect and there is no such thing as imperfection, then they would seek only that which made them feel perfectly in line, in line with the way of their own being. And as they do that, they'll discover that all that the things that people think are their faults are actually the things that are their most precious condition. So if someone is dyslexic, it's only because their perfection is three-dimensional conditioning in the eye that then is mirrored in the mind because they can't sit down and move their eyes from left to right in single-line linear pattern. This is not a disability. This is just an inability to go beyond what is their own curiosity, which is to remove the, the dimension of left to right and look beyond it into the dimension of up, down, in, out, over and around. But until there is some kind of reading device that allows them to see in that way and read words, they are seen as disabled. But the disability is really being forced into that construct because their true ability is in a three-dimensional mind imaging system. So perfection is the main message that we take Sandra around the world to teach, but we do it in hour after hour after hour after hour. So it has to slowly and concisely move people into a new way of thinking first, and then we can start to identify the perfection within the individuals. Wow, thank you. Welcome. This is such an important message because we're so trained by society to view ourselves as flawed, as not good enough. That's right. Oh, what a great antidote. Sandra, where can people find out about your talks and about more about your book and your new work? The talks are in the process of being the videos themselves because I live-casted all of them and videotaped them. So now that they're over, I've made the MP3s available and the videos will be available soon as well as in a purchasing of the whole package. On your website, which um, is? SandraSneed.com. That's S-O-N-D-R-A-S-N-E-E-D.com. Sandra Sneed. Thank you very much for being with us and your work in the world for dedicating yourself so profoundly to it. And um, Sandra is the author of the book, What to Do When You're Dead. Sandra Sneed, thank you. Please stay with us. We will be right back with our next guest after these messages. With Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Hi, 
This is Angela Levesque, host of Entanglement Radio. Join me Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern for inspiring conversations with visionaries in spiritual science and conscious healing. Entanglement Radio, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. Transcendent talk for the conscious mind. Being a radio host on IOM FM allows you to build your show on a rich platform with the power of the Internet to fulfill your outreach goals and connect with a very specialized and global online audience, unlimited by time and distance. OM Times Radio will provide you with web relevance, a recognizable conscious brand, and with the standard of excellence that has accompanied every single OM Times endeavor. Host your show with OM Times Radio Network. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. My name is Monica and I'm the host of Co-Creating Now. Give yourself an opportunity to connect with your all-knowing higher self and manifest joy, love and peace together every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. And welcome back. We have our next guest, Sarah Lambert. Sarah started her work in 2009 with a dramatic and unexpected psychic awakening. Where have we heard that before? It led her to study with awakened and masterful teachers and to learn lessons not often taught on how to create effective change. Their teachings are at the core of her work with clients and make up much of the content you'll find in her book, 20 Tips to Make Life Easier. You can learn more about her and her unique form of psychic reading at bodyinsights.com. But now I am very pleased to welcome Sarah Lambert. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Miriam. Thank you. Sarah, that sounds very useful. 20 tips to make life easier. We could all do with a bit of that. What inspired you to write this book? Well, uh, as said in my bio, I did have a very traumatic psychic awakening in 2009, and I had a lot of revelations about how true our potential genuinely is as people, and uh, it was very exciting, and I was somewhat young at the time, and I still hadn't figured out much of my own life, and I thought I would go forward and have this really great, remarkable life very easily with all of my newfound revelations, and uh Instead, it was some like what, like hitting a brick wall and going, oh, it's not as easy as I thought. And the benefit is of that is that I then turned and I uh, found these teachers and I found people to actually help me translate what I knew was possible into a reality. And it's teachings that are so, I feel, necessary, like things we should be taught in school genuinely about how our brains work and emotions and thoughts that uh, I felt a need to compile it. And it's basically, these are the things that I use every day that make my life substantially easier than it was before. And I've had a lot of very positive progress and things like 
the experience of a brick wall disappeared. And there are times when I feel like wind is carrying me forward as I progress. And it's because of the things I learned from my teachers and the things that I compiled into this book. And I felt it necessary or important that everyone should know it. So I, that's why I put it together. And I hope, and I know that other people reading it have had the benefit from the feedback I've gotten from them. So well, give us, give us an example or a few examples of the kind of tips that you have in your book. Okay. Well, a big one that is pretty incredible is a neuroscientist proved that uh, emotions only last for 90 seconds without thoughts to sustain them. So if you can allow yourself to feel something fully uh, without thinking about it, without having any story around it, the emotion starts to release within just a couple of minutes. Um, and that is something like if you're going through something or it's really hard if you stop and you breathe and you let go of all the thoughts and story around what you're feeling and allow the feeling, uh, it substantially changes. Um, the idea that every emotion is a gateway into peace. And if you allow the feeling peace comes, I think is a pretty important revelation for people. Um, that's very interesting because you also, in addition to allowing, you also said to drop the story around it. Yeah. Which most of us are terribly anchored into. So yes. <laughs> how yes. do you do that? Uh, that is, you know, that's part of the reason for the book. So the tips I like, I have a little thing on the title of in-depth tips to make life easier. And the reason is because it's simple, but the, it's also, it's a practice. So uh, what I recommend in the book and what I've done myself is sit for 20 minutes and practice feeling my feelings, whatever they are, allow the feeling. And in that time, it's, it's similar to like meditation practice of letting go of thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's basically letting go of your thoughts and feeling what your feelings are and putting your awareness, your attention onto your feelings. And I recommend 20 minutes a day practice because it's um, it's not easy at first. We're not really taught how to feel our feelings. We're taught how to think. Well, we're not really taught how to think either, but we learn to overthink things and create strategies and stories to help us escape feeling bad. And this is really, okay, let go of the thinking, take a break, let your mind rest. What's What are you feeling? Tune in. It's somewhat of a meditation practice. I recommend 20 minutes a day because when you get good at it, you can just tune into the feeling, allow it, and it shifts within a couple of minutes. But until then, it takes time to learn how to feel and to feel the feelings without thinking about them and the story about what they are. Well, this so, reminds me of what a child does. I mean, a, a, a small child can get totally outraged and absolutely lose it. But then it's like a storm that passes over. So they just go into that outrage and crying and yelling and then let it out and then they're relaxed. And yeah. we're, we're taught to, you know, suck it up, repress it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Another tip that's in there that I just want to share really quickly because I feel it's important and can also make a difference is, and this is, I think, an equally big one, is if you relax your eyes and have soft vision and don't focus on anything, 
your brain cannot perceive things in the context of problems. Because when we relax our vision and it's soft, problems have a sort of solid, heavy feeling. Relaxed vision softness is very light. You can't hold two states at the same time. You can't be in a relaxed, um, you can't have relaxed vision, which creates a bridge between the two hemispheres of the brain and puts you in a peaceful state and be thinking about a problem and struggling with something at the same time. So one of the tips in this book is to soften your vision. And I talk about how to do that and to then think about something that has been a source of problem in your life. That's been a struggle. And with these relaxed eye, with this relaxed state of mind, your brain can't help but create a new neural pathway around how it thinks about it. And it changes your experience of maybe something that's been very difficult in your life. And I've done that with uh, things that I just felt would never shift. And it created a remarkable difference for me in a short period of time. Again, this is something practice, you know, it's like things to do every day that make things easier. So it's relaxing your vision. And then that helps to create thoughts that are actually very useful for what you want to do and where you want to go in life. Very cool. I just want to uh, tell our listeners that Sarah has a pretty extensive background in uh, anatomy and physiology as a body Mm -hmm. worker. And so what you're doing is you're integrating your knowledge of the human anatomy and physiology with the sort of spiritual and intuitive insights that you've gotten from your mentors and from your own opening so to create this wonderful 20 tips (laughs) (laughs) yes absolutely it is uh yeah and to me the spirit and the body are one and the same the mind and the body are one and the same i do body work when i do psychic readings because i can't really separate the two i see something going on in the body i see something going on in the mind and i work with both to help people uh heal or um, a lot of it's about breaking through anything that's been a block that's kind of held them back. And this book, I think, might be a compilation of the core things that I teach people when I work with them on how to shift stuck points in their lives. So it's a, yeah, it, it's pretty comprehensive, or I tried to make it comprehensive, though there's, of course, always more. So that'll probably be my next book. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I can't imagine that any of my listeners would have stuck points in their lives. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, they're all perfect. <laughs> well, we are all perfect. It can just, it can even be better. That's that's my uh, phrase for myself is everything is wonderful and it can only get better. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. so if... Um, People could walk away knowing one thing after reading your book. What would you want it to be? That they have their thoughts create their reality and know it in a way that gives a sense of power that um, events are neutral, but the, their mind creates the story around it. Um, and that they have tremendous power. The obstacles are small compared to their power. And basically to get a sense of just how limitless life is and what they can truly do and a sense of how to do it. Yeah, it's it's really about the power of the mind. A lot of the book is broken up into sections. Uh, the first is about thoughts and emotions. 
I have a section on the healing process and coming through trauma. I have a section on getting things done with ease because how to get things done can be a pretty, um, that's a lot where a lot of hangups are. It's like, okay, I want to do all this, but uh, then I have to do it. So there's <laughs> a whole section on the getting things done without getting overwhelmed by the having to do things. And then there's a section on uh, your power to be great and uh, accessing your potential. And really that last section, your power to be great and access your potential, that's the overall message of the book. And it's, you know, it's really, you can, you can shine. You can be a bright star. It doesn't matter where you are or what's going on in your life or what you've had to go through. None of it has a say in the present. Only you do. And you, you know, I don't want this to just be inspiring and exciting. I want it to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I really can. I, I really can. And to take it in in a deep way. So that's mm -hmm. what I hope my book helps people do. Very cool. Tell us again what your website is. Bodyinsights.com, B-O-D-Y-I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S.com. And what will people find there, Sarah? They will have, they will find the bio of how I had started doing this work and becoming psychic. They will find information about the specific kinds of work I do with people, um, in person on a, bodywork table or over the phone for people long distance. And they will find lists of my upcoming events. And uh, like I'm teaching uh, how, how manifestation really works class uh, next week. Um, and information about that is on my website in addition to anything else I have going on. Very good. I'm sure we could all uh, get some insights on how manifestation really works. Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, the full title of it is Beyond Positive Thinking, How Manifestation Really Works, because um, it, it goes into that we don't have to be afraid of our thoughts, we don't have to be afraid of our feelings, and we can raise our vibration, which is what it's all about. Uh, indeed. Raising our vibration. Here, here. Uh -huh. Well, thank you, Sarah Lambert, author of 20 Tips to Make Life Easier. Her website is bodyinsights.com. Stay with us and we will be back shortly with our final guest of the day. The Real Conscious Connection. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. The truth is, you can't change the world if you're broke. I know. I tried. Isn't it time you turned your life's calling into a profitable, freedom-based business? I'm Michelle Barr. Join me every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern for Sacred Success. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Simone Millicis would like you to know that business can be fun, which is why she wrote the book, Joy of Business. What if you could have the joy of business rather than the stress and struggle? Most of the time, the only thing stopping you from a thriving business is you. 
In the Joy of Business book, Simone gives you access consciousness tools and pragmatic ways to get out of your own way and to create the business, life, and living you know is possible and beyond what this reality says is achievable. Business is joy. It's creation. It's generative. It can be the adventure of living. You can purchase your copy of the book through Amazon or Joy of Business website, www.accessjoyofbusiness.com. If you remember living fearlessly, joyfully, and in a world filled with adventure, happiness, pleasure, and unbridled living, then this show is for you. Join me, Dame Nicole Brandon, as I bring you the world's top experts in wealth, creativity, flow, seat edging technology, space, wellness, health, love, lust, and passion, all merging together each week here at the Hub of Happiness. Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Passionate Living, where you can ride on the magic carpet ride of living and learn how to lead a passionately wild, exciting, and outrageously amazing life. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. And we are back with my final guest of the day, Sheila Gale. Now, Sheila has been bringing quantum edge healers, top visionaries, inspirational speakers, and best-selling authors to the airways for more than a decade. Her radio show, The Sheila Show, was inspired by Sheila while struggling through one of the darkest times in her life. As she began interviewing motivational speakers and energy healers, Sheila started to heal herself. Today, her show is syndicated worldwide, and she also hosts an internet TV show, which can be seen on her website. Sheila's mission is to live and teach self-love. She calls it the final frontier, and I am most pleased to welcome you. Sheila, hi. Hi, Miriam. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm delighted you you could join us and and that we overcame all technological glitches. (laughs) Now... Um, you had an experience with your daughter last November that started you to start a global prayer service. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, Natasha was 17 at the time, and she just came down all of a sudden, really suddenly, with just excruciating pain throughout her body. We rushed her to the hospital, and uh, they tried to manage her pain, and it was just really difficult. They did lots of tests, and couldn't find anything. They were very concerned. So they transported her by ambulance up to San Francisco, UC San Francisco Medical Center, where she was there another six days. And all the doctors, there were teams, literally teams of doctors, like there'd be five that would come in at a time for every, everything mental and physical that you could imagine, trying to, you know, do tests and see what was wrong with her. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. But her pain level was so, like they had to use morphine just to keep her comfortable. So um, on the fourth day, I was just feeling so frustrated and like, God, what can I do? And this idea came to me, and it was you know divinely downloaded, to, um, to reach out to my radio listeners and ask them for prayer. So I asked them, just simply wrote out an email saying, will you please pray for my daughter Natasha? Well, Miriam, what happened next was just miraculous. Um, they started pouring in emails. 10, then 20, then 100. 
And, and I, I'm reading them as she was, would, you know, wake up, I, I'd say, may I read this to you? And she'd nod her head yes. And I started reading her these most beautiful messages to her from total strangers from around the world. People that were saying things like, oh, Natasha, you precious darling. Oh, Natasha, we see you in total health and healing light. People that didn't know her. And I got to tell you, Miriam, I started to see a light come on in, in her eyes. Her face, being so pale, started to get its color back. And within 24 hours, well, within 12 hours, she was completely off all pain medication. And in 24 hours, she was out of the hospital and home. And she is thriving today. I, I received over 450 emails. And I, I couldn't read every one to her, but I read to her so many of them. And, and it was after that, it was just miraculous. And what it did for me, just seeing all these people that cared and wanted to pray for her. So the idea came to me. And again, it was not my idea. It was completely divinely downloaded, was to start a global prayer service where anybody anywhere in the world, 24-7, can request and receive prayers immediately, just as I did. You know, there's so many different prayer services out there, and it's wonderful. But the difference being, and it's hard to really understand unless you have the experience, to actually, you know, knowing people are praying for you, but being there in the hospital room with just your close family and having dozens and hundreds of people, like extended family, just cuddling you and holding you and reading these emails uh, it, it, it's just, it just kind of puts it more on the third dimensional level. And it, it, it was phenomenal. So we started, uh, globalprayerpartners.com and I, I did a Kickstarter. I, I did a Kickstarter, um, campaign, to, uh-huh. campaign yeah, to start this initiative. So we now have, we raised around almost $6,000 and we're in the midst of, uh, launching this. We'll be launching the website on the 4th of July. We have over 60, about 65 prayer partners right now from around the world. And it's just very exciting. It just really is. It's, it's really taking on a life of its own. So tell us how it works if you go to that website, which is, uh, again, globalprayerpartners.com. Well, right now, if anybody wants to get involved, um, we have a temporary site up where you can go there. You can become a prayer partner. You can donate. We definitely need more funds to really build this site, at, you know, with the visions that we see to have weekly, um, we have weekly calls where we can pray for an issue. We can pray for, you know, to change the weather patterns. We can t- pray for the hearts of terrorists. I mean, we just have so, you know, so praying for people and pets is just the beginning. Our mission is to, is to end, you know, help to end pain and suffering on the planet, in humanity and for the planet. So um, on July 4th, it will be really up and really functional. Um, but right now, I also want to let people know that if they have a prayer request, um, they can send it to prayers with an S. Prayers at globalprayerpartners.com. And we will, because I know there's a lot of people that are in distress right now, financially, physically. I just wanted to let you know that. Well, your story with your daughter is absolutely amazing. But there have been even scientific studies showing the benefit, the efficacy of prayer. Um, what you, you, you mentioned something that happened on nine 11. Yes. On nine 11, um, 
NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and HeartMath that also has a, uh, a global monitoring system, a very scientific, technical, global monitoring system. Um, <clears throat> so on 9-11, what happened is 9-11, 9-12, and 9-13, it actually spiked the electromagnetic field of the planet. It was actually registered. Um, and they believe that's because there was so much love and compassion that was felt throughout the world on those days. I think it's just phenomenal. Like we, you know, the whole thing is collectively, as as we collectively as a community focus our prayer toward specific areas, to, we can move mountains. You know, people love to pray. I found out people just, they love to and they want to because they get so much back from it. And so, you know, the whole idea is let's gather together. This is, we have the internet now. We can do this and we can really make a difference by um, doing it collectively. They say that, or in the Bible, when two or more people come together in my name, there am I. And when you can marshal two or three hundred or two or three thousand people, imagine what we could do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Lynn McTaggart has done real scientific tests. Um, it, it's just amazing at what they're finding. And, and personally, I'll just tell you, we've done this for about 10 other people. Uh, and we did this through my radio listeners. And um, just the, the effects and the results are just profound. I mean, just profound. From my friend whose daughter had a, a rare brain tumor and she was going in for surgery. And, and just her receiving those prayers and reading them to her daughter. And the, everything was successful. She healed quicker than usual. And, and, you know, for my friend Celeste, just reading those prayers, she, was, she sat and cried for four hours. She was just blown away by how much people care and it's just, it's, I can't tell you how comforting and wonderful it is. Well, you know, the um, prayer is simply focused consciousness with, with uh, coming from love, fed by love. And consciousness actually creates physical reality. And when you have all of these people focusing on the same wonderful outcome, the universe can't help but be moved. Exactly. And I also like to use the word intention or even good wishes because, you know, not everybody's um, religious or spiritual. There's people that just, you know, have kind hearts. So we have, you know, we have several different re religions of people that are praying in their religion and it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, and there's people that are agnostic that are sending wonderful wishes so, so it is it focused intention, just like you said, consciousness creates reality. The, uh, you know, I wish we had time to, to tell you the different results that, that these prayers have had in people's lives. And, you know, it's not like we're going to heal everybody. There's people that are on their way out, but, the, but we can give them comfort. You know, they have palpable, you know, changes that they feel. You know, one man with stage four prostate cancer. Um, we did a group prayer for him and his wife was saying when she was reading them to him, like how the smile on his face and the whole room seemed to light up and he had the most amazing nap. Now the man is still in pain, but he, something shifted within him. He now actually said he wants to become a prayer partner and he was just doing nothing before. Now he's on his, in, on the internet more and he's, you know, 
you know, investigating more about consciousness and spirituality. So it, it's just, it's just phenomenal. I just want this to catch on, you know, because it, it really is, like you said, um, it, it's a way of us coming together and really making a difference on the planet. Too often we were faced with the, the horrors in the world and feel totally helpless, but this is something that we really can do together. So again, the website is globalprayerpartners.com. Sheila, I, I just think that this work that you're, you've undertaken, this, this mission really, is truly divinely inspired. And I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you very much. Love to all your listeners. Many blessings. Visit our website in the meantime, ncreview.com. I hope you'll join us next week for more Rising Stars. Don't forget to let your light shine.